Welcome to Submerge, the podcast. I'm your host, Leia Leone. Join me as I sit down with kinky people from kinky communities and share kinky stories. We will submerge ourselves into BDSM culture, covering trends, experiences, education, and more. We'll talk with every side of the slash, from newcomers to leaders to everyone in between. Follow us on Instagram at sub.mergelife for updates and info. Now strap yourself in or strap someone else in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Submerge the Podcast. I'm your host, Leia Leone, and I am joined today by Master Cupcake from New Orleans. Are you in New Orleans right now? So I'm not in New Orleans. I actually okay. live in Mississippi. Oh, and okay. New Orleans is a second home. So I'm between two places. Okay. All right. Cool. You guys had a terrible storm last this earlier this week. We tried to do this. <laughs> yes. Ripped through your uh, your neighborhood. Yeah, it's only huh? going to storm or rain when I have something to do. Of course. Of course. When I need the power on desperately, that's <laughs> when it that's when it does it. Yep. I get it. <laughs> well, how are you today? I'm doing really good. good. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to talk to you about all uh, all things leather and pokies and stabbies <laughs> and hooks and all sorts of fun stuff. All the fun things. Yes, yes. Um, I want to start by asking you to let everybody know how you identify and how long you've been kinky for. Okay, I identify as a sadomasochistic queer woman. Okay. Um, she, they pronouns. Okay. Uh, I always tell people, as long as you're calling me, I don't care what you're calling me. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, I answer to sir and daddy. Okay. So it's an array of things. Um, I'm an omnisexual person, so I'm very gender fluid. I go back and forth between masculinity and femininity. Okay. So um, I fluctuate. So nice. nobody can really go wrong with me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. So um, I think like a lot of people, I knew I was different from a really early age. Mm -hmm. um, I think around the fourth grade was when I realized I love blood so much. <laughs> It was weird. Yeah, I, I was that. the one that ran over to check on somebody when they fell because I wanted to know if there was blood. Oh, um, nice. Nice. Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. But um, when I was a teenager, there was some traumatic things that happened in my life that kind of pushed me into this place of wanting to, I guess, explore more. Um, I wasn't sure where I fit or where I belonged. And... Um, I started going to, I was about 16. I started okay. sneaking into this bar. It was called Bottoms Up. Okay. And it was the only gay bar. In Mississippi, there's not much going on. So especially <laughs> back then. Right. And I was, um, I had a super short haircut. I was binding my chest, really baggy jeans. Okay. Um, and I told the guy at the door, I was like, you know, can I come in? And he's like, you can but you have to sit on this bar stool and don't you move. <laughs> so I sat at the bar for a really long time and he's like, don't go to the bathroom. Don't go outside without letting me know you're going outside. Oh, wow. And it was just so many rules. And, and I was scared, but very curious. So and did the bartender know that you were that oh, age? They realized that I was definitely underage and they also okay. knew that I was female. Um, oh, okay. I just, 
I had nowhere else to go, and it was, this bar was out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Oh, gosh. It wasn't really like it was being regulated. Um, Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) It was terrible. It was a terrible thing. (laughs) Um, The more I hung out there, there were, there were these guys that came in that I knew they were gay. Um, They would look at me because they knew that I quite obviously was not a boy, Right. And for a while, they didn't talk to me at all. But then there was a group of them, about six or eight of them, that would come in ever so often. And, of course, I didn't drink. I just sat there and just observed. Wow. And they came over, and one of them, his name was Jack. He was probably in his late 50s, early 60s. He walked over, and he's like, you're really pretty to be in here. And I said, well, sorry and he's like why are you here he's like we we watch you or wonder why you're here and that's when I that was my first introduction to the gay leatherman community okay and it wasn't an in-depth introduction because of my age that everybody was just very standoffish because I shouldn't have been there right Um, right but then a while after that, you know, I stopped going to the bar, and I was a teenager, so I started doing the teenage thing and um, dating and exploring my own life. Sure. And um, I actually got married when I was 17. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. That was interesting. Okay. <laughs> I had um, I had my children before I was 23. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And during that time, I met a sheriff's deputy. And um, he trained me as a slave. Okay. And we were together for a total of six years. Wow. But about three years in, he's like, you know, I'm going to train you for pro-dom so that you can make a little bit of cash to help with your kids. He said, I think it would be good for you. And so I started exploring with that. Okay. And there was Craigslist and Yahoo chat rooms. You know, that was... (laughs) There really wasn't a whole array of things like we have now. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of resources um, back then. No, there really wasn't. Um, But I put an ad on Craigslist. Okay. And this guy messages me and he says, you know, I've moved back from California. I'm in Mississippi. I don't really, I don't fit. I don't know a lot of people. Right. Um, My family doesn't want a whole lot to do with me. And he said, there's something I have to tell you but I would like to know if you'd be interested in working with me and I said yeah sure so we exchanged phone numbers and he called me and he said so I am a gay man and I've come back I have AIDS so you may not want to interact with me and I said well you know I was very young at the time so I and I came from a very religious background we did not watch TV a lot when I was a kid and what we did watch was educational it was yeah it was like Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers. Right. Which I was gonna say, yeah. Going against it's a PBS. It, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Or we had an antenna where we had to search for a channel. Sure, sure. So um when he told me this, I'm like, okay, well I knew I knew what this was. I knew that it was very dangerous and it was a very, very sad thing for right. somebody to have to go through. But he's like, I'd really like to meet you and, and talk to you. Well, our age difference was extreme as well. He was in his 50s. And his husband, which they were not legally married, obviously, they were partnered. Um, He had lost him to AIDS as well. And most of his friends. And we had a long conversation about me topping him and spending time with him. 
And after a couple of months, I didn't want to take money from him anymore because he became my friend. Yeah. And we started hanging out more and more. And that's where my real leather learning and journey began was with him. His name was Kyle. And he was amazing. We were really, really close for about a year and a half. And his um, illness progressed very, very quickly. He got sick. And something that really would have been simple turned into pneumonia. And he just couldn't come back from it. So he passed in 2005. And that was was very heartbreaking for me. Um, Yeah. Very emotional. But... The values and the lessons that he instilled in me is what set me on a fiery path That's through kink awesome. and leather. Oh my gosh. And I am super blessed to have had him in my life. That's awesome. Wow. Okay, so that's the most unique story I've ever heard of anybody getting into kink. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, so you were married. Did you have that Dom, the, the sheriff deputy, Did were they the same time? So they were. So okay. my marriage, I have never had closed relationships. I don't okay. know what it's like. I've always, um, I've always dated boys, girls, uh, all the way through school. Okay. Um, very quietly, because here in the Bible Belt, you just don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even gonna, now, that's tricky business. I was going to say that <laughs> times really haven't changed a ton. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, wow. Um, We were, um, of course, my husband was, um, he was very open-minded to it. He had no issues with me having that part of my life. That's awesome. He lived a separate life. Now, that eventually changed and got very not happy. Okay. (laughs) But um, But my master was extremely understanding about it. And we, of course, negotiated what was okay and what was not okay and all those things that you do. Sure. But... It, it worked out at the time really, really well. Yeah. And after our time, when he taught me to do pro-dom for sort of a means of employment, yeah, I gradually started to find this part of myself that was not so slave-like. Mm. And he saw that develop. And he okay. said, you know, you're growing. You're getting older. You're exploring and finding things about yourself that you didn't know were there. Yeah. And I encourage that. He says, I want you to branch out. I want you to, to do this because I think you're finding your authenticity, you know, your authentic self with, yeah. with what you're doing. And yeah. I did. And it was a lot of fun. Oh. And of course, now I find out that I like all things. Right. I don't like to be labeled or put in boxes. And yeah. it's like people say, well, you're the master. And I'm like, hmm. I am. Which means I can However, make whatever decision I want. Yes. <laughs> to do what I, I want. I enjoy all the things, and yeah. I'm a greedy whore, so thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so then fast forward, what's, what's like, the first, like, real scene you do besides topping the gay fellow that you met that mm-hmm. encouraged you through all this journey? What's, like, the biggest, like, all right, I'm doing a scene. I'm going to like, I'm going to pro dominant work. It's going to be epic. What do you have? So there was, um, a lot of house parties, lots of house parties. Um, I was not aware here of any public spaces to go to. We didn't have that. If they were, they were very quiet. I had no idea where they were at. Um, so we would go to people's homes. Okay. And, 
one of the the scenes that I did I had been exploring with cutting and needles and all the things on myself because I'm a okay. big if I can't do it on myself I'm not going to do it on anybody else that's fair so I like that I use my own body as a palette to practice yeah um, also like to know what those things feel like right so I'd been working for quite some time on my legs and my arms trying to see okay is, do I do this do I do that okay and there was this gorgeous woman that she walked in she was very very quiet I was at a house party um, she was so shy and she said I'm new here and I think what I like nobody's gonna want to do so I just kind of sat back and I was mm. listening and she says, well, I think I like bloody things, but I don't know if anybody does this. And Ooh. I'm like breaking my shoulders, trying to turn around <laughs> to try to talk to her <laughs> because first of all, she was really hot and yeah. she was just, she was so open to this. You could hear that she was very eager. Yeah. So, um, I said, you know, do you, are you, you know, what you're interested in, like needles or, or cutting or, and she's like, all of it. I just want to try all of it. Ooh. So it was a very long, intense night of, of sort of exploration and trying. Things. Okay. Okay. And we didn't do any one thing in depth or, um, I didn't want to put too much on her because it was her first time trying sure. things. I don't want to run her away because she's right. a great palette to work with. So, <laughs> right. Um, so Had to give her just that, enough, keep her wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned into so much more. I ended up dating her for about a year. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was, it was great. We had a really good time. We're still friends. That's awesome. And, um, that was the first time that I put one hook in a person other than myself. Oh. So, and that was intoxicating. Oh it my was gosh. the most fantastic thing because I had done hooks on myself for quite some time. Okay. And um, the first hook I actually did on myself was my labia. And that's I the first one? That's where you try? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it and I actually hooked it to a car and we put the car in neutral and um, Shut the yeah, I'm a okay. super weirdo. Wow. Like, everybody out there is going to be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what, what well, because you're so, you're soft-spoken and you're, you're Mississippi accent. And then you're like, yeah, you know, I just put a hook in my labia and put the car in neutral. Yeah. No yeah, big deal. I just wanted to see if I could move it. And it, it moved. It was awesome. Wow. It was great. Wow. <laughs> How do you go? How do you get more extreme than that? Like, where do you go from there? You start doing it to other people's labias, I imagine. So I think one <laughs> of the so Fakir Musafar is one of the people that a lot of us in the piercing community and body modification industries and, you know, in the key community as well that do these things. We kind of yeah. look up to him and we saw all of the body exploration that he did. Okay. And so many of those things are very ritualistic for me as well. Okay. Um, I love it in kink and I love hooks for predicament and things like that. Yeah. But um, suspension and pulls are very, very spiritual and very yeah. connective for me. 
So awesome. I think a lot of that, hey, Fakir could do this to herself, so I'm going to do this weird thing because it's, it's right. going to be okay. I can do it. And wow. if not, I'll sew it up. Right. <laughs> if we know how to stick myself, through. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can always stitch it later. It's fine. Yeah. It'll be fun. I have staples and wow. sutures. It'll be fun. Wow. But yeah. Okay. So you, so you start on this, this gal and you're just exploratory. You're doing, are you doing needles? Mm-hmm. You're doing hooks? We started you're doing... off with some needles. Yeah. Okay. And then she was like, oh, I love this. I want more. So okay. we did needles in a couple of places on her body. And then I went okay. to more tender spots okay. that don't see light as often. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. are you sure? And she's like, oh yeah, I want, I want more. And wow. I said, okay. So I took out a scalpel and I decided, all right, well, what would you like for me to cut on your skin? What would you like? Do you want to feel this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And so we did a very tiny little smiley face, which is the weirdest <laughs> thing. She's like, just put a smiley face on me. And I'm like, well, that's okay. So, <laughs> so I went with it. Right. And right. She just, she loved it. All the sensations. She just That's fell in awesome. love with it. And I'm like, okay, I want to put a hook in you. And this is a little more invasive. Right. How do you feel about this? Let's think about it for a minute. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, we initially negotiated that I was open to all of these things. You showed right. it to me. So I'm, I'm ready. Right. I said, okay. So I did one hook. Okay. And I did it right in the middle of her chest, which is a really kind of a difficult spot. Yeah. But she's like, I want to feel it. She says, I want it to press right there on that. And I said, okay, this girl, I'm going to like this girl. (laughs) We actually ended up going back to her place. I stayed there for a few days afterwards. I'm like, I'm going to hang out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just to take care of you. We're just to watch over you. It's fine. Yeah. I think you need aftercare. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. So she obviously loved it. That's she did. That's amazing. She did. And she still does. And she's actually she's a body piercer. She lives in Atlanta now. Okay. And she does she does some uh, piercing for a living. She wow. fell in love with it so much that yeah. That's awesome. See, she discovered something about herself she and then did. it led to, you know, the passion <laughs> of her work. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really yeah, cool. That was fun. Oh, how fun. Pew pew pew. Hey, Submerged listeners, we've got some exciting news. Our official Patreon page has launched. Head over to patreon.com slash submergedlife to find bonus content, videos from select interviews, and even merchandise that gets sent straight to you. Depending on what tier you subscribe to, you could get some amazing swag. So head over to patreon.com slash submergedlife. Every little bit helps. Your donations go to maintaining the quality of our episodes, necessities for the studio, and securing guests for the show. Again, that's patreon.com slash submerge life. Thank you for supporting Submerge and keeping our community safe, sane, and educated. Uh, okay, so can you tell me a little bit about New Orleans Girls of Leather? I know you started this I organization. Did. I did. So in the process of trying to find my where I wanted to be at, Mississippi mm-hmm. um, really wasn't the place I wanted to put my roots in for kink. Okay. So... I decided to start traveling over to New Orleans. It was only a few hours. Okay. Um, I would go hang out over there, and I met um, 
so many amazing people. One in particular who ended up being a bit of a mentor for me, Master Saad. He was a photographer, and I did some okay. pink photography for him. Um, he he was great. I loved modeling for him. During that time, I kept craving more. I was going to parties, going to events, but I wanted more for the women in the community. Okay. And okay. so I reached out to uh, Taisha Best, who had GOL, and I asked her, what do I do to, to do this thing? Yeah. And so we set up our bylaws, and we started, and it has been fantastic. We started around the end of 2016, going into 17. Okay. And okay. It's we do a lot of homeless outreach. We do lunches, oh. toiletries, blankets. Um, we have helped quite a few people in um, the women's and children's area that do not have places to go. Okay. Um, and we're in the process of trying to do some military outreach. Oh. Um, just a lot of different things. Um, we're wanting to get in with the LGBTQ plus community for youth to see if we can help in those areas. Okay. And really and truly, and this goes for anybody that listens, if you have ideas, we definitely step right on it because we want to help anywhere that we can. Yeah. And um, we also do a kinky camping event once a year. Okay. Cool. And that brings in, um, we do an auction, so that brings in some money for that. So okay. that we're able to put more into the outreach programs that we're involved in. Gotcha. And our camping event is fantastic. It's actually where I met Gail and a few other people. Um, okay. You know, and really got to know them better. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So how many people do you think uh, at this point are in, like, associated with the New Orleans Girls of Leather? So we have our main group of six people that are on the board okay. and then we have a dozen plus outside of that anywhere oh. from Pensacola to uh, the New Orleans community because we accept anybody along anywhere gotcha. Um, gotcha your residence is not important we have some that actually video in they're not able to attend every meeting or come to everything okay. so they just video in or we call in and they can stay involved that way that's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that, that there's an actual outreach program that you're doing stuff with these people and really giving back to the community. I love it that. It has been amazing and I've enjoyed it so much. My heart is in service yeah. and anywhere that I can do something to help yeah. makes me, that makes my leather heart truly happy. Yeah. I love the the idea too that um, sometimes I think with newer people in the community in BDSM they think if you're into service then you must be on the right side of the slash and you're yes. you are a submissive or you are a slave and right. and it's just Huge not true right yeah there's right. so many service tops and in all actuality like isn't every top when they top somebody serving the bottom in yes. some way, right? Like we're all kind I of in agree. service to each other. I think when it comes to those identities, I know for myself, I am, I'm super ADD. I'm on the spectrum. There's so many things that are a part of me and I can't box myself in. Yeah, There are parts of me that are very much wanting to be little 
and enjoy that that those things. Mm-hmm. There are these other parts of me that are ultra dominant yeah. and very driven to be in charge. Mm-hmm. The master in me that is still something I'm getting used to. Okay. I do not see myself as a master. I'm continuously learning something, which we all should be. Yeah. But that to me, when I hear that title, it is more of a, all right, you have to do more. You've got mm. this master's cover and this is a blessing and an honor, but this is not the top of the totem pole. Right, you're not this done. This is telling me, yeah, yeah, this is just the encouragement and the push. All right, you got to work harder. Yeah. You have to keep doing and you have to keep going. Yeah. And I love that too. Then I really awesome. wish more people would kind of see it that way instead of, like, I appreciate people coming up when I wear my cover and saying, oh, Master Cupcake, it's, it's so nice to see you. But it changes. If I weren't wearing the cover, they would treat me a little different. Mm. And I wish that they would see that cover as more of the community did this because they're encouraging me to work hard to continue doing what I'm doing. So it's not like I've finished my work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is not completion. And now I get to sit back. Right. Can you tell us the story of how you received your master's cover? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I was so surprised. Um, So February of, not this last February, but February before, I went to an event because I was supposed to be gifting someone boots. And they had (laughs) asked me to do the ceremony for it. So I get there and I realized that they're all talking and I'm sitting by the girl that's supposed to get the boots. And I'm listening to the things they're saying. And I lean over and I'm like, gosh, they're going to say everything I was supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be repeating everything. That's and then funny. all of a sudden, they ask, they call my name. And so I, I'm like, what is happening? So I walk up there and they start talking about all of the things that I've done and in my head it still has not clicked not registering what in the hell is happening right now they're (laughs) messing up this girl's boot thing I don't know why they're talking about me it was so funny now that I look back it was hilarious because I know I had a stupid look on my face because I'm like what are you doing and then they started reading oh it was it was unbelievable. They started reading all of these letters people had sent me oh. um, talking about what I'd done in the community and what I'd done for them personally and oh, what an wow. honor it was to have me there. And, oh, man, I just, and even now, like, I want to cry about it because when you hear people say things about you, it's it's unbelievable. Um, my friends and my leather family they stood up there and they started talking about me like I was some kind of something special and (laughs) I don't I don't do well talking about myself or people right talking about me I start blushing and I'm like oh my goodness (laughs) and then Wayne Bronner comes up on a screen 
because we couldn't really travel at the time. It yeah. Was, it, was not, it was a health risk for him to come from Arizona to um, where we were at. We we're actually on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Okay. And, um, well, in Pensacola, we were in Florida. But he was on this screen, and he was upside down because our time zones were different, and he didn't have time to get it situated. And he was in the middle of fisting. Oh. <laughs> it was the funniest, most memorable thing ever. I could not believe it. And everybody's heads were tilting because they were trying to see him. Oh, <laughs> my god! And even myself, I'm standing there and I'm looking. And then it hit me what was going on. Oh. And so by proxy, my... Uh, my mentee, Iron Viking, they handed this cover to him, and mm. Wayne spoke, and he came over, and I kneeled, and they placed this cover, oh. and uh, the tears just poured, because you do all the things in the community because you want to, because you love right. it, and you feel right. you feel this drive inside of you to do it because it's just amazing, and it's your payback is seeing all the good happening from things you do yeah so you never expect this and i just thought man i don't i don't deserve this this is crazy because i never saw myself ever having something like that happen and i'm telling you i'll tell you now there's sometimes i'll put it on and i look at myself and i think it seems like it was just yesterday that this this tomboy girl is sitting in this bar on a bar mm. stool with no privileges. You sit there and you pay attention. Right. And I never, ever thought for one second that I would be a part of something so fucking amazing. Yeah. It's just our culture... And our lifestyle is absolutely amazing. And I wish so many young people and new people coming in could just see, just soak Mm. it in. Instead of being in such a hurry to do all the things, soak it in and enjoy it. Because it is fucking miraculous, the things that we are doing and where we are going. I love that. I love that. I love that that is the advice, too, because I, I try to tell people that are new just chill out, just watch, just observe and see as much as you can and experience as much as you can by proxy, right? Like go watch a scene and just absorb the energy that's in the room. It's going to be hard to not want to play and, and to, you know, not jump on any opportunity if somebody wants to do something with you right away. But the amount of knowledge and, I don't know, just perspective that you can gain just by watching is incredible. I always say that becoming a master means that you kept on beginning. Mm. Every beginning gets you there. Yeah. And then you just don't stop. It's, it's continuous. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I like the fact that I was just having this conversation with someone the other day about, um, you know, there's, there's not a checklist that 
anybody hands, you know, we don't have like, okay, well, in the BDSM rule book, there's a checklist to become a master and you have to complete all these different things, <laughs> right. right? Like no one has that. Just the same as like if you wanted to be collared, there, there's no checklist for that. It's completely up to what you do and who you are and where you are in your journey and in your dynamics and stuff. And right. to be recognized for stuff like you were that you, like you said, you did it because you wanted to and because it needed to be done. And the benefit was seeing how it affected the community in a positive way. And it's so amazing to me because the whole time that I do things, I love to teach. Mm -hmm. I love traveling. I love being involved in groups. Um, Anything that I can do, I really, really just enjoy it immensely. Yeah. I never did it with this goal of of earning something right and when the community decided to do that it was just my heart was so swollen up over that that's so awesome that is so awesome just so swollen then then you got to poke it and put hooks in it and then get some blood out right is that what naturally that's what would happen i do love it for sure yes hooks are so amazing for me I um it's they're fun they can be a spiritual experience they're they're just everything yeah tell me uh, about that like a like a spiritual energy pull because I've heard of these and I've never seen one happen but I have heard they are just overwhelming and powerful to watch it really is I have never experienced anything quite like that um a hook pull for me every aspect of it from the preparation of the skin getting ready to put a hook in mm-hmm. to the pull itself and even removing the hooks mm-hmm. every phase of that has an amazing spiritual connection with it I think I love to pierce people it's it's great I'm breaking the skin in general for me blood drives me crazy I love it <laughs> The smell of it, the taste of it, all of it. I love it so much. That's awesome. But breaking the skin to put a hook in is a a great connective experience. But for me, truly, it's being the God during the pull. Helping that person with an intention that they have and reaching that ultimate place for them. That watching them find that. That to me is just beautiful. That's Whether awesome. it's they're trying to break through and get rid of some stuff that they don't want to handle anymore, that they got to let go of, or if they're just trying to find a part of themselves. Yeah. And even the ones that are like, look, I just want to try this because it looks fun. And they're laughing oh. and giggling, and I love it. Yeah. Now, for me, when I'm on the other side of the hooks and I have them in my own chest Mm -hmm. or in my back or I'm suspended, especially if they're in my chest, I break through to a part of myself that's very primal Mm. and it, the pull becomes aggressive and vicious sometimes and it's, it's sexy and it's, yeah, it's really, really great because it's this (laughs) raw part of you. Yeah. And it kind of breaks into the leather part of myself, too, because leather for me is very raw. 
and very, very pure. And that kind of blends. It's my primal. It it kind of blends into all of it. So that's very interesting to watch. That's Um, cool. I am vicious with hooks in. Now, when I suspend, everybody says I dance on air. It's, it's, I could stay up forever. I love it so much, but it's flying. It's just, it's amazing. That's awesome. But I think it's probably hooks and suspension and pulls are probably the closest thing to a, that's my church for me. That is it. That is, yeah, that's definitely my, my spiritual church. It's where you feel the most alive. It is. That's cool. Absolutely. That's very cool. Because it breaks me down to the the bare core of who I am. And I see yeah. every bit of myself. And it also opens me up to see beyond the veil of life. And I can see other things on the other side. So it's, wow. it's quite interesting for me, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can you touch on a little bit of like the science behind body hooks? Because a lot of people that I've talked to that don't really know about them and have seen them and like pictures and stuff, their first reaction is, what if your skin rips open and the hooks fall out? Because I think that's everyone's first so, reaction is, there's no way that's strong enough. Like, well, that was even my open. first one. And then, of course, I'd go to my labia to do it. but um. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research, a very little, but I'd given birth. I had C-sections. And I kept thinking, you know, I had my first baby before I was 21. Mm-hmm. So... I immediately started thinking, man, that's a lot of stretching. Like, that baby has got to come through some difficult places. <laughs> like, that's a hell of a journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when the doctor says, oh, we're going to do a C-section, there was kind of a bit of relief. But then I'm like, wait a second. You're going to cut my gut open. Yeah. So I started with hooks. It was the same way. I started researching your skin. And yes, your skin can tear. Okay. It absolutely can. Um, Especially if you're viciously pulling. I've ripped hooks out of my chest before. Um, I've ripped them out of my knees. Um, It does heal. I have minimal scarring. If you um, suture it properly, you shouldn't have any trouble. Okay. Um, but it does occasionally happen. It's not something that happens a lot. Okay. Because most people go up and don't act like crazy people when they're hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I think um, for me especially, it is because I pull harder. And I actually have done pulls where I was determined to straighten my hooks or pull them out. I either wanted oh. them to rip out or I wanted them to straighten and pull out on their own. It was wow. me pushing through some really, really intense emotions and things that had happened. Okay. So it was kind of an overcoming. Okay. And it was a goal to pull those out. Wow. Um, there is a fantastic gentleman on my page on FetLife. There's a video that I posted. He's detention and he is he's miraculous to me. He's just a stunning gentleman and our pull 
he had told me, he's like, I don't think I can pull those hooks out. And I said, oh, I bet you can. I bet. <laughs> and he did. He put his all into it. And so, yeah, anybody gets a chance to check that out. It's it's a great little wow. short clip to wow. watch. So he pulled them out of himself. They were in they were in so him. So I was pulling with him. Okay. And I kept pulling, and he kept pulling back. And uh. it finally just, they just pulled right out. Oof. Yeah, Ooh. but we laughed and we hugged after, and it was it was great. Oh, it really was. It is intoxicating. Awesome. That it is really awesome. Is. So I tell people, remember, it's mind over matter. Your okay. brain is always going to try to talk you out of something. Yep. So if you just set your goal, your intention to do it, yeah, and go in with the reason, you can do it. You yeah. absolutely can. I, I like highly that. recommend it. I like that with the, it's almost like a meditative, um, mm -hmm. like a Reiki session, right? Like you set your intention yes. before you go in and then, yeah, it just happens to be something more physical that you're doing to release yes. or, you know, ground yourself or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't wait to try those. That's, that'll be fun. I've only done needles so far, so we're, we're going to ease in. Well, I've done some hillbilly sutures, but not. And you know, for me. I do not like needles nearly as much as I like hooks. Really? Is it a thicker yeah. pain almost with the mm -hmm. with the hooks? So okay. it's the pressure that comes with them. Okay. Like with needles, there's this little stingy pinch. Mm -hmm. And to me with hooks, it's a greater pressure. Yeah. And I love the pull behind it. Yeah. I love that. Ugh. Oh. Now I gotta now I gotta try it. I gotta research it. <laughs> I gotta try it. Uh, you definitely you, should. Yes. I highly encourage it. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> pop on over to Mississippi. We could do it. <laughs> um, you said you like to teach. Do you teach? So, do you teach how to do body hooks? What else do you teach? I do. I teach. Um, one of my favorite things to teach is actually fisting okay. or sounding. I love sounding for anybody. Ooh. Anybody can be sounded. Um, that's one of the things that I used to do on myself. I would put a mirror up, and this is some of the perversions that I enjoy. I would put a mirror up and watch myself wow. as I sounded myself. Oh, and my gosh. And I'm like, gosh, I really need to do this with other people because it feels so freaking good. Oh, and wow. Yeah. So um, <laughs> including some chain as well, doing stainless steel chain and then okay. sounding. Um, the orgasms are freaking amazing wow but, okay yeah, okay very interesting sensation so you teach this um, to people i do wow I do. wow okay yeah it's a lot of fun um but yeah fisting sounding um needles i do some hooks okay when i teach people how to do hooks it's a little more of an intensive so i spend okay. a little more time with them because i don't want them just to be taught okay this is how you do it you put this needle in you thread a hook through i mm. really want them to get the in-depth and feel that right i don't i don't want it to just be another thing i sure. want them to actually have some emotion and that i want them to learn that connective factor that comes with the hooks because mm -hmm. that's just really important for me yeah and then of well, course, and it's like I, not a one-on-one class, right? Like you're not doing a one-on-one right. -on, -one on hooks. Yeah, there's right? a lot it's, of things that you have to kind of be careful with when you're yeah. sticking hooks in people. Yeah. Um, but then there's also some other things I like to talk about. Um, I enjoy talking about dynamics. Um, okay. I don't particularly like talking about them 
as being in a dynamic, but if you're out of one and where your place is at, because some people feel kind of confused or, well, what do I do? Because I really, I feel like I'm this person, but I don't know where I belong. Yeah. Um, So I kind of like to do that. I like talking about being out of the box and being explorative and it's okay to be the big letter and still do the little letter things. Yeah. <laughs> because that drives me insane that yeah. <laughs> that it gets called that. Yeah. Um I don't think that stuff we do has to be labeled as either the big letter or the little letter does this or that. Anybody can yeah. do anything. You yeah. don't have to be this or that. Yeah. So and yeah. then um I do a taboo conversation. On okay. taboo types of play that are a little touchier subjects. Okay. I like to take scenarios that may not be legal or <laughs> sane and twisting them into fantasies that could be reality. Ooh. For example. <laughs> yes, please. For example. <laughs> um, there are some people that are very fascinated with bestiality. No, I am not supporting bestiality. <laughs> However, in our brains, some of us kinky fuckers have really nasty thoughts going on in there. Yeah. And yeah. you can take some of those thoughts and bring them to reality by utilizing the pup community. Mm. There are a lot of pups out there that would gladly discuss some of your fantasies that you have yep and it's great or rape fantasies um there's a lot of different things dark age play which is difficult for some people Mm -hmm. but um fluids blood cannibalism necrophilia oh necrophilia is one of my favorites which (laughs) is kind of crazy it's actually legal in louisiana but um it's legal oh wow yes it is (laughs) crazy i don't know what the hell french law was doing way back then but that's a weird one wow so <laughs> never underestimate the south i'll tell you that <laughs> right don't do butt stuff but it's okay if you're dead exactly. um, <laughs> it's weird. loophole we found the loophole <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right um oh boy with necrophilia i think it's so cool to put a body in ice water and let them get super super cold And then tell them, be very, very still for me. (laughs) I need you to be very still. Wow. You'll warm up. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't shiver. Yes. Just lay there. Oh, boy. Those are some taboo stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And blood and all those things are a little touchy for people, but. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's an ass for every seat. Somebody's into it somewhere. (laughs) Somebody somewhere (laughs) wants to know about it. I hear that. That's awesome. I can only imagine there's going to be so many people going, oh my God, she looked so nice. (laughs) (laughs) She she sounds so lovely and innocent and delightful. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, ah, I don't Uh, know if we're going to talk to that one again. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Are you doing anything in the near future teaching wise or are you going to be at any events uh coming up i am so i actually co-lead a a rope group on the mississippi gulf coast okay and we have a thing going on tomorrow we do um once a month events with that cool cool um 
the we just had our kinky camping with nola gol so we'll be doing it again in the spring next year nice. and we'll of course advertise heavily for that nice um nice. there's a group in the pensacola panhandle area called pals they okay. are going to be doing an ample samples thing and i'll be doing some sounding there so i'm excited oh, about that nice. so people get to come and try sounding yeah yeah um, so that's going to be fun that's awesome can people find the event on fet if they're interested they in going okay they sure can. cool yes very very cool and um other than that i mean it's kind of laid back right now i'm yeah. going to be attending a few events that are coming up uh beyond vanillas in texas nice and that's a great event i love going out there i love the texas area i really do yeah um and then i'm so excited about everybody sees south plains being advertised i'm super excited about that coming up next march that's gonna be great yeah but here locally um we have a lot of small group education going on and that's been a lot of fun and now that covid is kind of sort of not as bad as it was i think we're having some hit and miss moments right now yeah yeah but um we're doing a little bit more i'm starting to see people doing a little bit so of course taking all the precautions that we should but it is starting to pick up a little bit and i'm excited for that because gol we had to slack off for a while because the homeless community was one of the most unsafe places for us to mm. be so we ha- we couldn't go out yeah. um they were not of course taking precautions because they i mean they just they just didn't right um right there were uh, a lot of people trying to get them into hotels and get them in safe spaces but there's so many that it just wasn't possible so yeah. we had to set back and not do anything for a while and that was hard <sighs> for us but we're yeah starting to pick back up and we're excited for that good that's awesome that's awesome yeah all those events are on FET and the Beyond Vanilla is going to be awesome I will hopefully see you there we'll cross paths I've heard a lot of people going so I don't know it'll be a a busy busy place yeah Yeah. it'll be fun it'll be fun uh okay Master Cupcake are you ready for some lightning round questions Oh my goodness, yes, I am. <laughs> They're not too scary. They're not too bad. Uh, okay, all right, let's start with the first. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay, window or aisle? Window. Okay, uh, one book you would recommend to someone, either kinky or vanilla, that they must read? Hmm, that's a hard one. <laughs> I love to read so much. <laughs> Um, you know, I like The Red Tent. I really do like that. It was a great book. But I'm recently reading, and it's not kinky, but it's the new movie that came out. My kids told me to read um, about the Crawdads. The Crawdads? Yes. Okay. It's this new movie that just came out. So I've been reading that, and it's, it's a southern bayou kind of thing okay oh cool um the books that i like to read though are they're kind of strange i read things like books called the sadist or cannibals okay or it's yeah i vicious dirty things i love it i love it I love it. We'll link them all below so everybody can go put them in their Amazon cart. It'll be a very diverse yeah, selection. I'll have to, um, yeah, I'll have to send you the, the links to some of those books. 
I probably I won't be able to just search them. No. <laughs> Some of those are probably going to be hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. What's your go-to sex position? Hmm. It's probably, it's probably ass up, face down. Okay. <laughs> nothing bad. Nothing bad with that. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. probably, because I'm kind of lazy, actually. Now, if I'm on top, <laughs> if I'm on top, um, man, I really like a girl on her knees choking on my cock. That's, uh-huh. that's probably just my favorite thing. That's a good ever. one, too. And you don't have to do a lot of movement there. All the, mm -mm. yeah, all the spit and the tears and oh yeah, and vomit. I'm good with that too. (laughs) Yep, I'm good. That's awesome. Your your (laughs) accent with these words is just—it's so delightful. (laughs) It's so—it's so delightful. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, one food for the rest of your life. Cupcakes. Okay, sweet. I'm glad you said that. I was like, let it be cupcakes, I hope. (laughs) Uh, How did you, speaking of that, how did you get your name? Did you come up with that yourself or did someone (laughs) grace you with that name? So, years ago, I was, um, I was doing roller derby. And my roller derby name was Kinky Cupcake. Okay. Okay. And so that sort of bled over into my kink life. Nice. And um, the reason that it is spelled with all K's is because of the um, the cake series with Tom of Finland. There is a yeah. There's a whole section of that's cake K A K E, and my grandfather. was also, as my grandmother says, Pops had a little extra sugar in his tank. So he had a very interesting life. He was in World War II. Okay. And um, he had some really close buddies when he came back Mm. that um, they spent an excessive amount of time together. And I have, um, I actually have his Gold Coast pin Oh wow! That, um, yeah, it's it's kind of amazing to have a little piece of that history. Yeah, special moments and events. I will actually pin that to my vest to bring pops with me oh. because I like having him there. That is so he, cool. To me, he was probably my entry to leather, and I never even knew it. Yeah, yeah, just subconsciously, so, like yeah, that was your so connection. Cool. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, my mom, when she was going through his stuff, she's like, there's a whole box of pictures and stuff up there, and I'm just not even going to look at it. And I'm like, I'll take it. You're like, I got it. <laughs> I'll dispose of The more I you. look through it, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad mom did not go through that. Oh, box. that's good. Yeah, that's good. He probably saved her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. He was, he was great. Uh, but it was so wonderful, too, to be able to see my grandmother be supportive yeah. of him. Knowing that he was queer, he was very different. Yeah. And she, like she'd just say, he's just, he's out getting a little extra sugar in his tank. Aww. And we as kids never knew what the hell that meant until I was older. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) That's That's awesome, That's what we're calling it. That's awesome, though. Like, that is so rare. Yeah. I I can't even believe that. So that's really cool. No wonder you're you're who you are today. You just feel so probably so free to do that stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And again, like with people coming in, it's 
it's so nice to have the communities that we have and all the open-minded people that we're surrounded with because it has not always been this way yeah yeah there was a time when you didn't you couldn't talk to anybody everything Mm. was underground most of the events and the parties i went to were very closed off you vetted people like way harder than now and if you did something wrong you just didn't get invited back yeah and now you've just got everybody floating around doing everything and man it's it's wild it's amazing and it's great that we have all these things but yeah they need to remember it wasn't like that for all of us right right yeah that we've had the the struggle that came before us right yeah and people had respect those elders that were here before us yeah remember how hard they worked to make it easier yeah Mm. we're grateful for them because it's made it's made my journey way easier so it wouldn't be absolutely as easy if it wasn't for them so that's awesome Um, it's a hell of a ride yeah yeah that's that's awesome um okay let's keep going uh if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive who would it be i would probably say master sod because he was my mentor and i miss him so much Mm. and i wish that i could have had more time to sit with him and ask him more questions yeah because when you have those people with you you don't think about it. Yeah. You think, oh, they're here, you know, oh, I'll ask him later. Yeah. And later never came. Mm. It just, it passed too quickly. And yeah. I wish I would have been more driven to sit down and ask him things. Mm. Mm. That would be a good conversation. You have a list of things to ask him. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, tell me what's on your nightstand, Master Cupcake. <laughs> um currently there is <laughs> oh Mal, oh goodness <laughs> currently there are two butt plugs <laughs> yes yes and a huge <laughs> bottle of astroglide okay now we're talking <laughs> because i had someone here that was doing some training okay <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> And I was running around quickly, and they're like, look, I'm going to leave this here. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I'll take care of that. <laughs> That's funny. I'm so glad they left it <laughs> for this moment yep. right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I did not see that question coming. <laughs> wow. I guess that's a lot better than what's typical oh my candle a notebook and a pen <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm i'm glad i'm really glad that that was the answer <laughs> well there's also a hershey bar oh. and a meliella sitting there because okay. it's my favorite thing <laughs> okay well there you go that's it's... my aftercare oh nice, uh, yeah. nice. <laughs> i love that uh okay if you could tell me one thing that someone told you once in your life that you will never forget what would it be my grandmother told me that one day you will be accomplished and you will be special and important Mm. and I never believed that for one second I was adopted as a kid and I always Mm. felt very out of place I never felt like I would ever belong anywhere Mm. and I reconnected with my biological family and um, 
having my grandmother in my life was very, very important. Hmm. And when I found the kink and leather community, I never thought I would have a place where I could feel special or, mm-hmm. or be important, not by any means to say that I'm anything important, but the honor that they've bestowed on me and the recognition that they've given me. Mm-hmm. I never thought for one second I would have a community that saw me for who I was, yeah. that I can do just about anything and they're going to be supportive mm. and they're going to be right there to hug me or hold my hand or kick my ass when I need it. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it's the accountability is a part of that, too. That's really important. I love that I have people in this community mm-hmm. that will say, hey, cool your tits. You got to stop this yeah. before yeah. it gets out of hand. So yeah. it's nice to have that. Yeah. But, yeah, my grandmother telling me that one day I would be something important that I would have a place that I'll never forget that Mm. well you are something important you're definitely unique and (laughs) I think the community is very blessed to have you in it because I've I've learned a lot I appreciate that (laughs) I mean that with all sincerity such a weirdo but I love it I I I can't help it I love it so much that's awesome that's awesome you know, being able to be in the leather community and it be expressive yeah. of everything and not feel bad for being yes. a pig, because I definitely identify as a pig. I yes. am dirty, filthy, and I love every bit of that. That's and awesome. And if I could put one thing out there for people, it's just be authentic. Don't yeah. be embarrassed. Be yourself. Do yeah. all those things that you think you're not supposed to do and have a great time doing it because, yeah. you know, you get one chance to to enjoy this yes yeah go out there and be yourself embrace it i love love every minute of it oh make the best of it yes definitely oh master cupcake thank you so much thank you for being here thank you so much for having me it was a joy to be here i appreciate the opportunity to share with you and everybody else of course fantastic of course hopefully we'll see you at uh beyond vanilla and we can talk more i look forward to it yeah that'd be awesome thank you so much thanks guys for tuning in and we will talk at you next week see you later bye all interviews on Submerge are from consenting adults sharing consensual experiences from their life. All opinions expressed in today's episode are those of the individual giving them and should be taken as such. Always do your research before entering into anything potentially dangerous that your partners and always negotiate thoroughly. We record all episodes unscripted. Please reach out if any potential corrections to information you heard today would help our community be safer and more educated. Contact us at Media at gmail.com.